Howdy, everyone. Welcome back to Narrative Dissonance here on Unsafe Space. Today is... I don't know. Hold on. <laughs> I think it's the 11th. Today's Monday, July 11th. I'm Carter. Uh, Narrative Dissonance is a show in which we talk about the mainstream media and maybe not mainstream media stories, basically how we're being lied to, um, talk about the news, uh, that kind of stuff. I think it's been a couple weeks since we've done the show. I was on vacation, and uh, I don't feel guilty about it at all. And frankly, from what I can tell, there wasn't really a lot of news that you needed to hear about. So uh, if you missed me, so what? Hope you had a good 4th of July. Uh, hope you had a good Independence Day and did that. Um, you can always watch this show and all of our other shows at unsafespace.com where we live stream. We also stream on Utreon, Odyssey, Rumble. Follow us on Twitter at underscore unsafe space. Um, and uh, don't forget to share. You can support us financially at unsafespace.com if you want. Um, also, we have a bunch of other shows. I don't even remember what the shows that are that are coming out this week. So I'm going to bring on the two panelists first because they happen to be the show hosts for some of the other shows here on unsafe space. They're going to get me up to speed on the week's news. We're going to, I guess, I guess the last two weeks news, we're going to uh, maybe, maybe bitch about it together, uh, but they can tell me what's, what's going on agenda wise. So uh, first welcome Beverly Clark, our esteemed producer and <laughs> All around token minority and Alex Maselli, who is the smart one. That's true. Like of, of the three of us, or out of everyone ever, the smart one. That's just your title. Okay. <laughs> it's, oh, he's just doing what I do on TMR when I just give yeah. you a whole bunch of different titles. I'm just in a mood because I realized for two weeks that. Uh, I wasn't paying attention to the news. I intentionally didn't care about the news. And it turns out I'm fine. This is what I've been doing for months. So didn't matter. Nothing like really happened. There's still, I put on CNN this morning and MSNBC because I was like, all right, let's see what the swamp rats are up to. They're literally, they're still talking. January 6th, it was all they spoke about all morning on the news. It was like, all right, well. well. We need to say that this does matter because that's what the show is. And so you need to watch this well, show. Well, I think it matters to know what you're being lied about and all that or lied to about. But uh, man, the mainstream media, they just, they're still on their little thing. They're still on their, you know, well, Trump. They don't want to talk about the fact that like Hunter Biden's iCloud has been leaked that Sri Lanka's Oh, are um, there more dick pics from Hunter Biden? Is that what happened yeah, while I was gone? Yeah, the the <laughs> fact that um uh Sri Lanka had kind of an uprising. They literally stormed the president's house because they ran out of fuel and food. They really ran out of food because they went pure organic farming. Uh and then uh the former prime minister of Japan was assassinated with a zip gun, like, and then the Elon Musk deal falling through. It's like they don't want to talk about those things. God forbid they talk about those things. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about those, but they don't. They definitely don't want to. Uh, although those Sri Lankans, they know how to do an insurrection because it was like a pool party. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't like carry podiums around. They like there's pictures of them just hanging out in his pool partying. So. <laughs> Boris Johnson uh, stepped down too, right? I think I yeah, Oh did. yeah, Boris Johnson stepped down. 
Um, I made fun of him because of the way he said he said that them's the breaks, and it was like, are you like a '30s Chicago? like mobster what kind of phrasing is that like why would you say that in your like i'm resigning <laughs> <laughs> i mean i right. would say that but <laughs> mm. oh yeah the dutch wait before we get too. yeah <laughs> wait before we get too far into this yeah tomorrow is there a 451 episode no there is not no. there was a, a short live stream last week uh, okay and so nothing tomorrow and is there a rebel civics with keith on wednesday going to attempt to i still need to edit it we recorded something but uh hopefully i can get it done in time so maybe. okay and, and then, there is a dangerous thoughts with stephen hicks this week on wednesday oh. Oh. Uh, that's live, live with him okay yeah i haven't confirmed i mean i confirmed with him a while ago i need to send him an email today but pretty sure that's happening so he's awesome that'll be good and then tmr token minority report is on thursday with you two yes All and right. without yeah. me you can talk about fun stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> And we talk about and we make fun of you mostly. Oh, that's fine. That's easy though. <laughs> you guys should do something more difficult. Um, yeah, so I think that's everything. And then book club is still fossil future, yet we have not decided on a date. And this is the first time that we're talking to Carter right now. So if you want to decide yeah. on a date. Oh, I forgot. I actually forgot again what book it was. I know, I uh, figured. I already finished it. I finished it last no. week. All right. we were you should do it soon. <laughs> I'm it's horrible, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, you were on vacation. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, actually, what we did is uh, we kind of got in this mode where we were like, we're, we're vacationing to America. So we left California, and it was fun to watch the gas prices fall as we left California. Um, and then we had like a like a moment of silence for when our, we were coming back. It was like welcome to the state of California. And we're like, Oh, we're leaving America. We'll, we'll miss it. And we'll come back <laughs> later. Uh, but I was telling you guys before the show in the Bay area. I mean, there are, there are some fireworks and stuff like there's, there's fireworks that happen, but they happen all the time. Not just on actually, sometimes they might be gunshots. I can't tell, but whatever they happen all the time. Uh, and not just on 4th of July, not just on Independence Day, uh, but all of the people right around Independence Day. If you ever, you know that app, Neighbor, wait, is it Next Door? Next Door, it, yeah. yeah. It's full of people complaining that, like, you should pay for my dog's therapy, you people who are lighting off fireworks and blah, blah, blah. And how it's all complaints. No one has, like, pro America 4th of July parties. Like, you never get invited to an Independence Day party where people are wearing. The American flag shirts or anything like that just doesn't happen. Um, but it turns out in America, uh, lots of people have flags and red, white, and blue things, and everyone's painting everything red, white, and blue, and everyone stops at the fireworks store, and everyone has dogs, and some of the dogs are upset about the fireworks, but no one like Karen's each other about like, you should pay for my dog's therapy because of your fireworks. They're lighting the fireworks themselves. Uh <laughs> It's a pretty cool country. So shout out to those of you who live in America. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying, too, that most people around here are fine. But we just had the one old cranky neighbor who is a Trump supporter, but he just had sensitive dogs who got upset with the shooting. So My next door is almost all complaints about uh, physical assaults and um, 
thefts and prostitutes, lots of prostitutes. Um, but like no one. Wait, there's no, lots I mean, of prostitutes. What would you say? Yeah, in my area, there's like a high number of prostitutes. Who sell them? Sell for money. Really? Yeah. You want to watch? I, I don't want to. I don't want to dox you, but no. I would not have guessed that based on like. <laughs> well, I'm in Phoenix. I'm not in like a suburb. Like this is oh. one of the most dangerous parts of the entire city. Um, but, okay. I mean, it, there's more dangerous parts than this, but yeah, it's pretty dangerous. Uh, like I used to walk to work in early morning before the sun rose, and I would see prostitutes and nuns. That's who I saw, um, which was kind of a weird contrast. But yeah, yeah. Well, did they ever prostitutes wear nun costumes too? <laughs> so, no. Oh. Okay, this is a this is a story that's way too gross. So if you have kids, remove them for the next sixty seconds. Okay. Um, when I moved to San Francisco, uh, I used to work pretty late, and my buddy and I we both worked late, and we would like go we like go back to my house at like 2 a.m sometimes and like have a beer or whatever and hang out and uh we would watch and by the way this is like in 2000 before it was cool we would watch the transvestite hookers get like picked up by a car outside like look out the window and then like uh, you know 15 minutes later get dropped off again at the corner it was uh that was my introduction to san francisco when i it was my very first apartment i had just moved from the East Coast, and I was like, "What's this city about?" And I remember like sitting on the balcony, the fire escape, watching this happen, and realizing uh, what it was like to live in San Francisco. It's only gotten are worse. We, are we still allowed to say transvestite? It seems like a word that isn't used anymore. No one uses that. Well, it was used at the time, so I'm not going to apologize for it. And even if yeah, it's not used anymore, I'm still not going to apologize for Never it. So, <laughs> hookers, but they were. What's the what's the okay thing to say now? Now they're just stunning and brave women. Oh, okay. fair enough. Fair enough. With a penis slash swim champions, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, so wait. So let's go through some news. Abe was assassinated. Did you see the gun? Yeah, I did. It's pretty cool. <laughs> and, yeah. and he built a bunch of different. He bunch of different little guns. He built like a. It's like a. The one that he used was like a double barrel shotgun with two different electronic triggers that was like bound together with tape. He literally like built a homemade yeah. gun, yeah. Um, which is amazing. I mean, Japan has some pretty strict gun control laws. Uh, but do they have gun, do they have laws to control tape and planks of wood and metal pipes? Probably not. Is it, well, like, they will soon. I think duct tape is going to be on the banned list. <laughs> Or you have to get a special license to have duct tape. Yeah, I see you're. I see you're ordering some pipes and some duct tape. Hmm. <laughs> and like, he wasn't. We, it wasn't like a political assassination. It was some weird religious thing. I think. Right. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah, I guess like so that happened. Yeah, when you're an ex prime minister. It was hilarious to see people who don't know anything about zip guns or anything like trying to report on it and going, wow, that gun does not look normal. And you're like, like, yeah, it's not manufactured. (laughs) It's just hilarious. Yeah. Just wait. Hey, just wait till 3D printers become more common. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Can we show this gun? Am I allowed to? Yeah, do you have it? Okay, I think I, so. 
Let me see. Yeah, show it. If you've got it, show it. <laughs> if you got it, I just it. like improvised weapons. I always think it's clever and cool. I'm not condoning the assassination, even though Abenomics did destroy Japan completely. Um, oh. But I just think it's cool when people invent oh, little improvised Alex. devices. Alex is going to make fun of me because um, oh, again, I'm in, so. I, Do you I not tried, share it. Are you? I tried to put Brave Search as my as the the regular the what is it, um, the one that it starts on, but it wouldn't let me. So I'm stuck oh. on Bing. There it is. Yep. There it is. Right. It's it's like massively homemade. Yeah. It's not like he had some other firearms and you know put them together in some way or modified them like it's he went to the Japanese equivalent of Home Depot. I'm just now noticing the people in the background, like the guy on the bike. Yeah. And, <laughs> like what? I'm like, it's humorous to me because they're just standing there. Yeah. Man. It's pretty weird. It's pretty weird. I don't know what what the guy was thinking. Right, yeah, yeah. This he he just stood there afterwards as well. So yeah, well, I, like, did he want to be caught? He didn't care. I don't Maybe. Know. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm pretty sure the problem here is white supremacy. Um, but I'll I'll figure out how to connect that to what. <laughs> yeah. Just you know, yeah, you know not. I, I want to point something out about Japan because people use Japan and other countries as an example of look at they have strict gun laws and they don't have a lot of gun violence. Japan is like massively homogenous, like massively ethnically homogenous. In fact, they're also horribly racist, like in general as a society. It's a racist society, like where a lot of a lot of Americans would not be able to maybe even tell the difference between like a Korean and a Japanese. Japanese call the Korean dogs. They hate them like they are massively racist. So. I, you can have one of the things that that causes strife or one thing that can be exploited to cause unrest in a society is ethnic differences. And our ethnic differences have been exploited. In fact, that was I believe the Soviet Union explicitly said that was part of their plan to undermine us ideologically was to try and exploit ethnic differences because the class difference exploitation wasn't working. But you can't do that in a country like Japan. You can't exploit ethnic differences if everyone is Japanese. So uh, it's disingenuous and dishonest to compare countries that have homogeneity with the US, which is, you know, one of the most diverse, if not the diverse major country in the world. Well, and then also, I don't think it's really good to compare them specifically, because they have a they've had a, a problem with sexual assault being pretty rampant. Um, and yeah. they don't, and, and it's like, well, that wouldn't be quite a, as much of a problem if any woman could be strapped, like. Right, if, <laughs> if she could shoot the guy. Yeah, they also, they, they do shuffle, they, they, they sweep a lot of things under the rug in Japan, right? Um, so, yeah, that's a good point. There's a, there's a seedy undertone that just gets ignored. Yeah. Um, and that's just part of the culture, so. Yeah. Um, you have you've talked about some stories when you lived in Japan too about as a white guy. And I never I never lived there. I was there. For uh, I looked at my passport once and I I went to Japan thirty six times in three years. So I was there a lot, but I never actually lived there. 
Okay. Um, it seems so much time on planes to me. <laughs> I know. There's a yeah. lot of time on planes. But <laughs> but I will say this. I, I mean, I have uh, I had friends and colleagues who did live there. They treat you very well when you're visiting. But once you decide to live there, that's when they're like, oh, now we hate you. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to live here. You're allowed right. to visit, but you can't. You can't. Yeah. Someone, uh, Zato in chat says, people follow rules in Japan, too. Yeah, they're very uh, compliant. They tend to be very compliant and they're and very strictly uh, enforced social norms. Well, um, he's, he's right kind now. of bringing up the fact, because he said it earlier in chat, but at least he's wearing a mask. That was the thing. Poorly. Wait, was the assailant wearing a mask? Yeah, he was wearing a... Yeah, but uh, under his nose, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so... Maybe he was first, he was like, I'm going to try and kill him with the coof, and if that doesn't work, I'll have to make it. <laughs> it's taking a lot longer than I initially planned, so going on to plan B. Yeah, what the heck? Yeah, you're right. I didn't, I just noticed that. He's wearing a mask. <laughs> and so is the cop that's coming after him. Yeah. And like, a, the cop comes after him in like a weird, a weirdly polite slow motion way. If you see the pictures, it's like... <laughs> Like, I feel like in the U.S., they would have guns drawn and they pounce on I the guy. Think, yeah. he's, he's some, like, some service agent would be, like, horizontally flying through the air. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Multiple ones, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> well, so yeah. even their arrests are polite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're so formal. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Have we been racist about Japanese enough? Should we move on and be horrible about something else? I think yeah. we can always be more racist to Japanese. No, go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, no. I mean, that's okay. I'm, I mean, well, we, I'm just I, saying. They're, they're short. <laughs> you can throw that out there on average. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was the, the joke from that South Park episode where they're the Japanese are like taking over their kids and they're like every time the parents address them they go, Your penis is so large. Oh, we have small penis. It was a very old joke at this point. But <laughs> how can you tell? Because isn't it all pixelated? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Now Probably the kids should have stayed out of the room right up until now. Now, though, we're going to be family friendly, right? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) No. All right. So that's one story that happened. A a former prime minister in a country that no one here really cares about was assassinated by a zip gun dude. Okay. Uh, Yes. But they were trying to use it as an example of why uh, they were like gun violence. And they're like, we need need more strict gun laws. here in the u.s because this happened in japan and it was like yeah what <laughs> you know what i spent all weekend around a, a, a large number i'm not going to go into but i spent all weekend around guns and people with guns and uh we'll just say guns that most people would not know are normal uh and no one shot each other there was it was amazing there was no you avoided shooting anyone else? Yeah. How? Yeah. That's amazing. Well, my aim's bad. So. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I am still not good with handguns. Uh, oh. I like rifles more. I have a problem with handguns because, and I was talking to my buddy about this, I learned the old weaver stance thing, and like, I'm really trying to break myself of that habit, but it's like, ah. Uh, 
it's really diff- it's really difficult. I'm doing the like, and, and I'm actually pretty good mm-hmm. if I do that. But if I try and do the new thing, I'm I'm horrible. I'm worse than if I had just started from scratch doing the new right. Thing. Yeah, yeah. But that's the way it is with muscle, muscle memory and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The only thing I've ever actually fired is a handgun myself. Uh, what kind? A high point. It was not very good, honestly. <laughs> uh, my, uh, I was there for a concealed, a concealed carry, um, like licensing class that you can take to get your license here in Arizona, but you don't actually need your license here in Arizona. It's just for like if you wanted to go at, to a state that recognizes. To, Concealed carry license. Wait a minute. I had an Arizona CCW. You need, you need it for concealed. You can carry open, but you need it for concealed in Arizona. No, you don't need it. Oh, for did they change carry. that? They did a while ago. Uh, oh. you don't it was like 20 it years concealed. ago that I had it. Yeah. Concealed. You don't need it okay. here for concealed, but you can get one here so that if you go to another state that has a con- concealed carry permit, that it will be recognized there. Um, yeah. That's why okay. most people get it now. Okay. Um, but it was uh, like my friend was firing um a bodyguard and that one was that one's like really small like for uh the caliber that it is so it was like loud and puffed out so much smoke (laughs) and uh at one point one of the shells like flew back and hit somebody and it was like okay but once someone there was firing a shotgun and that was loud because this was an indoor range so all that sound just bounced back Yeah, the shells do yeah. fly out too. I we were shooting, had the AR handgun, and then a, uh, or sorry, AR rifle, and then then had handguns. So you have out. an AR pistol? Cool. Uh, I don't, but but someone else no. does. But so we're shooting side by side, and but the shells just kept like flying into him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what you got to tell when you take people to the range for the first time. Usually, oh, I used to do that. You like tell them to like wear a, a shirt with a tight high collar. So it doesn't fall in there. Um, especially women, because like you'll get hot brass ejected and then they'll like fall down their shirt and they'll do a little dance, sometimes with the gun in their hand, which is generally not safe. So <laughs> Yeah. Um, and I always no matter how much I like I you know push it against my my shoulder or wherever, like it doesn't hurt, but then I, I bruise so easily. So then there's always just like a little bit of, of um, bruising. Yeah. You can build up a callus, you just have to do it a lot. I don't have a count. And I, I don't, yeah, don't shoot enough. So, yeah. Oh, someone right. says it's the other way around. In Arizona, you cannot open carry without a concealed carry license. Look, I'm just saying 20 years ago in Arizona when I was there, you could open carry. I open carried into the grocery stores. I open carried everywhere. I wasn't even a resident. It wasn't a problem. Hmm. Uh, but I, ha- I did have to get a CCW to carry concealed in Arizona. Yeah. Now, that was a long time ago. So, so it is in Pennsylvania. You can open carry for without yeah. anything. I need to get my concealed carry still. Yeah. Again. Um, speaking, I'm just going to throw this out there for people who are interested. If you live in a state that or, or a county where your sheriff is like a May issue sheriff, now, now might be a good time to apply for your permit to carry because governments haven't scrambled like authoritarian leftist governments haven't scrambled to try and implement new laws to get around the Supreme court ruling. So they're kind of stuck in this, like, well, we can't do may issue. We have, it's kind of like, a, I don't know if it's full shadow issue, but it's like, they can't require a reason. 
right? So it's a good time to go give it a shot if you want to do that. Speaking of that, isn't New York trying to get this thing? I, it's something like three years of social media content for you to get your uh, your permit, which I think is insane. For, first of all, it, it's a not everyone has social media, and secondly, um, that's a chilling effect on what people put on social media, which is bullshit. I hadn't heard that. No that is yeah, that is chilling, right? And in, in fact, it reminds me of like um, I, I all right. I got to explain why it reminds me of the January 6th thing, but it does. Today on CNN, they were all talking about this tweet that I, I guess Trump tweeted because they're, what they're trying to do, I guess they've uncovered like some people did have some plans to try some stuff or I don't know who, who knows. Um, and they're trying to link it to Trump. And and their key the key piece of evidence that they're excited about with respect to this is that he apparently tweeted something to the effect of, it's going to be wild on on the six. Like, come to Washington. It's going to be wild, right? And that is the right, exactly. <laughs> that is the hey. If you read into this in exactly the way we want, it's an incitement, and this is right. That's what they're trying to do. But uh, the reason it's reminding me of the New York uh, thing that you're talking about is uh, when they want, they can take your words however they want to, right? So. If you're like, it's going to be wild and you are meaning like it's going to be a great party and blah, 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 but something happens, they're going to take that to mean like, oh, you meant that you want like it's going to be wild as code for insurrection. Well, and then they'll they'll roll that back for people they uh, like, like, I'm sorry, but so right. many senators and House representatives said very insightful things on the news, on Twitter. Uh, and it's oh, like, yeah. And What's the low IQ one? Maxine Waters? She, yes. Uh, oh. Man, she said a lot of stuff. Yeah, she did. Don't she's not ever the only low up. IQ one. I don't mean to diss all the <laughs> other dumb ones. I just mean she's particularly <laughs> low IQ. <laughs> Yeah, just like don't let up, and you know, like you yeah. know, take to the streets, like the shit they say. Like, come on, like, and that is, like, even then, I wouldn't be saying you're inciting violence, but like, it's one step closer to it than anything Trump said or wrote. Honestly, yeah, I would. Uh, <laughs> as dumb as she is, and the stuff that she said, I would not try and have her. Uh, arrested i wouldn't accuse her of trying to incite violence even though she probably was trying yeah. to incite violence i just don't think i don't i don't think it's wise to be accusing people of that for for that kind of a lang that kind of language but um but yeah with trump anything he says they'll just construe it to be i just i just find it fascinating that i felt like it had gone on forever when i left and i come back two weeks later and they're literally talking about the exact it's the exact same cnn like content that was around two weeks ago. They're like sitting around getting experts to pontificate about how Trump is connected and how they're going to get him and like the January 6th insurrection and blah, 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 blah. Um, I don't think it's just that they don't want to talk about other stuff. I think this is a when you have really, really bad ideas. You, you get really good at propaganda and like they are just hammering this shit home. Right. It's like it's like um, you remember the old television ads from the 80s at late night like and if you act now we'll throw in a ginsu popio slice of matic like you know <laughs> yeah. blah, blah, blah. it's like this constant like in your face 1-800 whatever it was right um 
they would like it was like over salesy, constantly just a barrage of of promotional gobbledygook to try and like really penetrate your brain. That's what they're doing with the news. It's that's what they're doing mm-hmm. with this January 6th thing. It's just they they really, really, really want people to believe that there was an insurrection and that Trump supported the insurrection and caused the insurrection so that a he can't run again which i don't think he should or would but whatever maybe he will um and b they want to be able to vilify all of the people on that side of the aisle anyone they can associate with trump then gets painted with this insurrectionist brush if they can if they can pull that off so i you know i don't think it's just about avoiding other news i think it's also about uh, their agenda. They really need you to believe this. And you're not and and the fact that it's going on for this long means they know people aren't buying it. Yeah. I mean one of the things that we saw uh when we were traveling was like we saw people with like Trump 2024 shirts and like this is like America, like America, a large a large part of middle America still loves the guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, we still have a lot around here. There's one house that just has a lot of F Joe Biden signs and <laughs> like a lot. It's all over the front yard. And yeah, yeah, going. yeah. There's a lot of that kind of stuff. Let's go Brandon stuff. When we um we we drove east, which I don't think is revealing any too much because we live on California. The coast. Um, we drove east. And um as soon as we got to Reno, um we stopped for lunch and the table behind us. they I mean, these people are like way beyond what I would consider like normal conversation, but they were all QAnon people like having this like serious QAnon discussion. And it was like, this is, this is what the rest of the world is like. It's it's crazy. It's crazy Mm -hmm. that, I mean, again, I think that is a little bit crazy, but the point is the, the divergent opinions are out there and there's a large percentage of the population that's not on board with this crap, this radical leftist crap. Uh, well, so. and, and speaking of the idea to the idea that they just keep saying the same things over and over again because they're lying. Uh, Noam Chomsky recently said that about like Russia and the Ukraine. He said that, of course, it was provoked because they keep saying over and over and over again that it wasn't provoked. And um, and then he, he goes on about how much censorship is going on in the U.S. right now. And he said, never in my life have I seen as much censorship as I am seeing now in the US. Oh, interesting. Yeah, wow. I know. And so many people that like I for the most part like have had great conversations with were like, what a cretin. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, and, and they're like, oh, it's because he's pro-Russia. And I was like, he has a point. Okay. You cannot say the same thing over and over and over again without undercutting your point because you sound like you're lying. And then you can't censor other people, you know, who might give you like other information without it's like making the veracity of your point questionable. And right. Right. And I, and I say that and people go, oh, it's just because you support Russia, essentially. And I'm like, Jesus, I never once mentioned what <laughs> what is going on in Russia. Like, what is people's motivations? I don't give Russia. a shit. <laughs> It's so funny to me, the idea that like, oh, if you question anything about that, that's pro-Putinism. I'm like, I don't care what Putin says or does. What I care about is the fact that the U.S. won't let us even see anything that isn't approved by them. 
And I'm like, that's the problem. Like whether yeah. or not I agree with what anything Putin does, is, Putin is Putin. not, is not the point of the conversation, but a lot of people are just like want an easy, non-nuanced kind of conversation where they go, Russia equals bad, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. It. They can't put in. I don't like Chomsky. Uh, I don't. Well, I don't like Chomsky's politics. I'll say that. I don't either. But (laughs) he does make good points sometimes. And he sometimes because he's not uh, he is a free thinker. He thinks he he has his own opinions. He's not just following towing the line of anyone. So sometimes he'll say things that are like, oh, I'm really glad that we heard that. I'm really glad you said that because he's right. Uh, He's 100 percent right about that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've also, like, often, like, found him kind of disagreeable on some of his topics. And even some of his theory, to me, is just dumb. But, like, and he's, like, one of the dumbest smart people ever. And <laughs> sometimes he makes really <laughs> amazing points, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, wait, let's, should we do, let's do a couple super chats. We're going to Yeah, you. yeah. And I have it saved here. We have one from Judge Lot. It's so yeah, that weird. was it. I know, I know. I clicked twice. <laughs> Would you want to do an episode on the possibility of international food production suppression by the elite and the possible causes? One, Russia-Ukraine war. Two, U.S. sanctions against Russia. Three, Western climate change policy. Thanks. Be international or just intentional? Is that a typo? Or is it that says a... intentional. No, I think he means intentional food production oh, suppression. You said like... international the first time. That's why I was Oh, I did? I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Um, I mean, that's an interesting one, right? I, I, it's a, it's a theory that we probably, it's the kind of thing where we could never really prove that that's what was going on. Like that it was, you couldn't prove that it was intentional. It'd be very difficult, uh, to prove that it was intentional, but they do have, they do have a larger climate agenda, which is to, um, get us off of like, get us into bugs and off of meat and into lab grown stuff. And I don't, but I don't know that the food that Ukraine grows doesn't help that. Like it actually helps being vegetarian. Like it's grains and stuff that we eat. Right. So I don't think that Mm -hmm. necessarily helps. Why would they want food production suppression? I don't, other than like, Hey, let's kill off some people. I don't, I don't know. (laughs) I tend to believe that, these are bad people, but that their plans, that there aren't a lot of uh, hidden agendas and like conspiratorial smoking room kind of things. Like, I think most of what they do to coordinate is done out in the open, like at the WEF. Like, you just have to read what they talk about at Davos. Like, you just have to watch the videos. They, that's the level of coordination. And then they follow up with some meetings, probably behind closed doors about how to get some stuff done. Um, I don't think they could pull off something like let's destroy food production. I just, I think they're incompetent fundamentally. So I don't know that they could pull that off. Um, but I think I they know. can hurt it though. I mean, ESG is oh, yeah. one of the reasons why Sri Lanka went organic for their food production because fossil fuels and feudal fertilizer and pesticide control. And it, it severely hurt food production in Sri Lanka. Um, the same is true with the Dutch farmers. They're basically telling them for the same reason, climate control. 
that they need to stop farming and it's create and that's the thing i think they expect there to be no reaction or that the reaction will be just small but it's like in sri lanka and the dutch farmers it's not small like this is not a small reaction i would not call this a small reaction of telling people essentially that they can't have food like it, it's i I, yeah. I i don't know i think they're being uh their rose-colored glasses on their um on the things they want anyway that they're expecting uh people to roll over too quickly and too easily yeah well i mean i i think this is true for a lot of progressive positions they are they they are performatively empathetic but as once you peel that away they actually are heartless i mean i would say the same thing for a lot of the climate change stuff. I mean, cheap energy is the reason that we have higher standards of living and we can live longer and, and you know, we can refrigerate medicines and we can refrigerate food and we can, like, cheap energy allows us to have complex hospitals and industry and all this other, like, our standard of living and our, our success in the West is largely tied to the fact that we are able to produce cheap energy. And to deny developing nations that and say, well, we're saving you from, you know, we, we don't want you to we don't want you to contribute to climate change. We're saving you from making these bad decisions. You're going to have to, you know, use these way less efficient but uh, environmentalist approved methods. You're just killing people. You're just killing people. That's what you're doing, right? It's like you can't – oh, you, it's going to be harder for you to refrigerate food and medicine and have industry and all this stuff. And, and I think ultimately that's um, – I think it's a form of – serfdom i think it's very similar it's like uh, urban plantations we've made africa a plantation of the west in many ways like oh we're going to subsidize your food and we're but we're not going to you know we're not going to let you have like we're not going to teach you the freedom as as the solution to this uh we're we're going to throw a bunch of policies your way that are that are progressive and we're going to throw a bunch of money at your way to um basically destroy your agriculture industry so if your farmers are growing something we're going to flood the market with the stuff that we're sending so they can't make a living. I mean, it keeps them in perpetual servitude uh, or in a perpetual lower position. And I think it's abominable. Well, and the fact that they dress it up because so many people did not like every time I tell people like donating clothes to Africa destroys the textile industries in Africa, creating right. more poverty. And they were like, holy crap, I didn't know that. <laughs> and I'm like, and by the way, they're not getting the clothes for free. Most of them, they're still paying for those clothes. Right. And and the companies who bring them over are making a lot of money, by mm -hmm. the way. So it's like, you, you should not be, just because it makes you feel good in the moment to throw your clothes in this pile, sent, you know, going to Africa or, or any kind of place like that. Like maybe it's going to South America. Like don't do it. You'd be better off bringing that to your local homeless shelter. Don't, right. Yeah. Do not destroy an industry in another nation to make yourself feel better and to throw away your trash at the same time. Come on. <laughs> right. But it's, it's this, you know, I think a lot of the problem with, I won't just say leftism, but a lot of mainstream political thought is um, they they can't go beyond the immediate in terms of causes or or results. So it's like it's like if you go to a restaurant and the waiter brings your food and you're like, oh, 
waiters are responsible for food production. It's like, no, you moron. That's just that's just the touch point you saw. There's a there's a whole bunch of stuff behind this. I'm like, and that, but that's the mentality often, right? Instead of, hey, what is it that makes this an economy successful, and how do you help people be self sufficient, and what's different about the U.S.? Like, that would involve, hey, let's go talk to them about individualism and capitalism, and like, you know, let let's educate them in that way rather than dropping a bunch of corn on them and some you use Nike shirts. People really have I, that mentality for waiters, too, though. <laughs> to the industry when they're like, oh, my food's not here yet. And they blame the server. Though. I'm like, well, the server is not the one making it. They're right. also eating, too. Well, the, uh, I call that mentality out of sight, out of mind. And I've seen mm -hmm. a lot of people pass off things that way. Like, for example, um, people were talking about wanting um, electric vehicles completely in their area and it was somewhere in california and like uh the thing was though is that like most of the like production the electricity that was going to go into the batteries was going to come from like natural gas and oil and like you know and uh they were like oh well at least the emissions are not in my area and i was like you are NIMBY so thing. Yeah. selfish <laughs> like my god and also it's it's less of a the the energy transfer there you're losing more you know to get the, to get it to your car than you would be if you just had a gas vehicle and I, and a lot of people hate to hear that they're like no it can't possibly be that and it's like i'm sorry but it's true yeah well look I'm a, a lot of electric cars should just be called coal cars depending on where you live like that's Right. You're burning fossil fuels somewhere else. I mean, there there is an argument to be made for like if you're in LA and there's a smog problem, it's like, okay, well, let's produce the smog somewhere else. Like, okay, that's fine, but be aware of what you're doing. You're not not producing the smog. You're just producing it somewhere else. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <sighs> yeah. And and you know, and we can get it, we can get into electric vehicles in particular, but like the the amount of heavy metals involved in electric vehicle battery production, the battery lives are lives are, are pretty are relatively short. Um, the 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 process for refining those heavy metals is extremely toxic, and it also makes us more reliant on uh, other countries, particularly China, right? Because uh, we don't do I don't think we do do we do I don't know that we do any refining of some of those heavy metals in the U.S. at all. We maybe have like one or two plants that are. I'm not sure we do any like I, I, it, we just don't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, so and the EPA certainly wouldn't let you. Right. Uh, so because <laughs> it's toxic. To <laughs> and that's, that's again, that's more than out of sight, out of mind. I say we do that about with trade for like cheap product products. We like outsource our human labor value violations so that, you know, oh, we can yes. have our cheap shit. And it's like I I'm so sick of this attitude where it's like at least follow the through line of how you're spending your money before you call yourself a good person. <laughs> they only go halfway. They just go partway and then they're like, I, yeah, they're like, I did it. You know, they, they well, buy if you're slave labor, trade. if you're buying, if you're buying a product made with slave labor, just be sure the company has a black lives matter banner at the top of their webpage and that will make it all okay. Or if it's the month of June, they should. Pride have month. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the rainbow. Just make sure they hate Trump. Yes. All right. Let's do the other. Let's make do the other. Uh, super chat from from Judge Lott. Judge Lott. Thank you, Judge. 
on Twitter or on McIntyre showed the corporate press using all the euphemisms for a mid-century, mid-20th century Central European political party to describe Shinzo Abe. Apparently, he was far right. Wait, what? <laughs> I roll a face. Yeah. Huh. Well, there far you go. Far right, as you know, is just, we. you know, he's not progressive enough for us. That's all that is. Yeah. Judson says, we do 0.00 mining for rare earth minerals in the U.S. That's what I thought. And actually, not just mining, but processing. I think we do zero processing as well. Like, none of the refinement. Because it involves a lot of nasty chemicals and that kind of stuff. We just don't, we just don't do that. Um, so, but we have iPhones. So. I don't. We're doing our part. Okay. <laughs> Your Android uses the same stuff. It okay. does. <laughs> Don't put it's probably don't put made word in, in the same region in China too, actually. <laughs> yeah. They're all they're all buying chips from Taiwan, which is, you know. All right. Um Okay, what other news? Elon's backing out of Twitter. What do you guys think? I Is it official official cuz I've been unclear on whether or not he like said he was doing backing it as out. Like a, Twitter said they were going to sue him in Delaware Chancery Court. I didn't know if it was like a you know a power move of something or if he was at, if this is a for sure thing. He's uh, it was kind of funny. Like I told a friend that he was doing it, and he was watching a video of the quartering talking about him maybe mm-hmm. gonna do it, and I was and that was from like an hour ago, and then and, and then like mm-hmm. and I said no I no I think this is like even more he's doing it now it's not a rumor anymore and like and then like almost immediately there's another video by the quartering going yeah he's actually doing it yeah. I was like I literally yeah. just uploaded that video <laughs> yeah. and uh, but yeah it, it was more confirmed him pulling out um, of okay. the deal and the question I have is like someone's told me that like the the stockholders are suing him not the board or that the board is oh, suing really? him to make it look like they may they they want the best deal for the stockholders i'm, I'm not sure what's going on there i don't know i don't i wasn't even aware that anyone was actually being sued or that it was just Wait. i thought it was just being mentioned that it was going to happen yeah that's kind of more what i heard too actually but i don't know who maybe bringing lawyers into it like i don't know what was his reason uh, well i mean i i imagine it would be the board because the board would would justify whatever they're doing they would say well we're acting on behalf of the shareholders right um and it might they're probably just going to get doesn't he have like a million a billion dollar uh like non-refundable thing that he owes like if he backs out doesn't he owe a payment of a billion that i don't know about I think he does. So I think they're going to just want to make sure they get that. And who knows, maybe they'll try and get more. I don't know. It's disappointing because I, you know, there was a moment when I was like, okay, well maybe Twitter will be better. Better. (laughs) Yeah. Well, to answer your question, Beverly, he's doing it because he says they're violating the terms of the sale where they're not giving him the information he's asking for, mostly about spam accounts. Bots. Yeah, I just found this meme yeah. that he posted of himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, well, he he's claiming that they have a lot more bots than they claim they have, right? He's Oh, uh, yeah. And they yeah. wouldn't give it to him. And so then... They say they've given him data. He's like, they haven't really given me data. You know, who knows? And apparently now they have to. 
right? In court. So. Here. I don't think I've seen that meme. Oops, wrong thing. It says they, oh my God, I can't scroll. They said I couldn't buy Twitter. Then they wouldn't disclose bot info. Now they want to force me to buy Twitter in court. Now they have to disclose bot info in court. That was something my one of my best yeah. friends said is that, is this 4D chess and he just wants them to do disclosure in court? Because yeah, like, that's what I was wondering. They would then, have yeah. to do discovery. And, uh, and I was like, all right, I will buy now that we have this information. <laughs> now that we have discovery. <laughs> yeah, but, I, that's a good question. I My guess is that he's been turned off by this enough that he's just like, because Twitter, I, I think people think of Twitter as like a big company. I mean, they're a big company, but they're not they're not as big as people imagine. Like their revenue's not great. They're and if and their the quality of their users is pretty bad. So um didn't the didn't a Project Veritas video reveal like the one guy was saying how they're not making money at Twitter? Like Twitter is just not that they're really in it for the for the activism and stuff. That like the company. That they're like, I don't know. I mean, they're public, so you can look at what they're, and we can look up their finances. They can't hide that, at least legally. Um, but I know they weren't making money for a long time. And like, I don't, it's pretty clear that their goal is not to maximize profit because, I mean, or they're just massively incompetent. I mean, but it's pretty, to me, it's pretty clear their goal is not to maximize profit because they're so bad at it. Right. Right. So. I would say the uh, the same of a lot of these big tech places that have, they can't get into the black. And it's like, even though they're top dog in the social media that they, you know, uh, are giving to us. And it's like, how are you so bad at this? Like, and, and it's like, it can well, only be that you are, you are deliberately focusing on a different value than money. Because otherwise you'd be in the black at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes I, I I think that could be true. I don't even necessarily think that's always true, right? So there's this strategy, especially for social media apps or or other things that need critical mass, right? Where there's this strategy where um, you, you're focused on market share, not revenue, right? So you're bleeding cash. You keep getting investment money or whatever, and you're bleeding cash, bleeding cash to take more and more market share. And in the case of social media, you also need, you know, you want to get critical mass, obviously, before then, and then you become the big 800-pound gorilla in the room. And so, like, for Twitter, uh, they they kind of achieved that at some point. They they became the default microblogging platform. Uh, but you would expect them at that point to say, okay, well, now we need to switch our priorities to monetizing this but i'm not convinced and this is just me speaking as a startup dude in the tech industry i'm not convinced that uh i'm i'm not convinced that there always is a market for the thing right it might be that in the free market if people were acting rationally there would be no twitter like it's just not worth it it's not worth it Maybe it's just not worth it. Maybe all the people who invested and everyone who's been throwing money into Twitter were like, yeah, someday it's going to be big and make money. Like maybe it won't. Maybe people will microblog for free, but the things you have to do to monetize destroy the platform. It's like maybe it's just not a viable idea in the long run, which I know sounds really weird to say about a successful public company who's made people billions of dollars. But 
maybe fundamentally it's just not a good idea. It's just not a good business, right? I mean, I I, mean, I wouldn't pay for Twitter. I don't even like it now. I wouldn't pay <laughs> to use it. And like the ads, like I, you could try and make money from ads, but that's pretty weak. And if, well, it, it, was, also, if it was too spammy with ads, I'd, I wouldn't use it at all. I, I could kind of see yeah. that because I've uh, there's two things that I've always kind of felt were true. One is that you can't jack up the price of something like that was free. Like it, a lot of people are just going to say, well, then fine. Bye. Uh, right. You know, I'm not like, going to pay for this. The other one was is that you can go softer, but you can't go harder when in social interactions, uh, especially like as a in, in a position of authority. But um, mm. uh, you got to start hard and then go soft. You can't start soft and then go hard. People will react uh, badly to that. But like to me, the whole thing like uh, I used to um, like. I was playing around with the idea of building courses and selling them online. Cause there's a couple of places that you can do that. And like, yep. and I was like, if I go from this is free to now pay $10 for it, that what kind of asshole does that make me? Like it was my thought. And I was like, no one's people are going to walk away. Like they're not. And I I've seen a lot of software kind of stuff, try to do that. And I'm like, oh, and I literally do walk away when they say suddenly this isn't free anymore. And I'm like, well, okay, bye. I'm like, I'm sure there's yeah, another free option out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it does set, there is a, when something new comes out, you don't know how to value it often. And if they tell you it's worthless, then that's how you value it. And it's like, okay, well, so it's worthless. I'm used to that now. Twitter's worthless. Uh, and like, and if then later on they're like, actually, now it's not worthless anymore. It's ten bucks a month. It's like, no, I, I'm used to it being worthless. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Um, so yeah, I think that is a problem when people set because you do you do train your consumers. Um, like your prices help train people to, to expect a certain thing. It's like, okay, well, this is, this is how we value ourselves. Right. It's like, oh, okay. So I shouldn't value you at all because you're giving your stuff away for free. Like, I'm fine with that. If you want to continue giving like, and it, maybe it works for Facebook, right? Because a lot of people joined anyway and they're like, fine. Uh, like you're harvesting my data and you're, I'm not your customer. Like, all right. <laughs> Fine, I'll, you know, I'm willing to do, I'm, I'm not, but some people are willing to do that and that's fine for them. But uh, yeah, I don't know. <sighs> yeah, I think it was, especially maybe if you go up incrementally with stuff, you can't, it's hard to do from zero, but if you had already started with like a dollar, because I'm, I'm just trying to think of like subscriptions that I have to things where they're like, oh, the price increased a little bit here. And then, but there's always a point where like, uh, I should, I should stop. And like, I should, you should cancel this. And then I end up like, well, I'm using it enough. And I keep kind of like convincing myself that I will. But then they're like, the next time, the next time it goes up, that's when I'm going to stop. Well, that's the fraud. Typically the you can't. Water. Yeah. 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 Typically it's hard to go from zero to anything, right? right. You, usually if you want to start monetizing, you have to introduce features that are desirable and, and, and like sometimes even features that don't work until you have critical mass. So you're giving stuff away, you get critical mass. Now there's some features you can introduce and like you pay for the features. And at least that, that way you feel like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not paying now for what I used to get for free. I'm paying for this 
for additional extra. things, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, sort of like or you or you find a different customer like advertisers mm-hmm. and you're like, all right, well. I know Netflix kept raising its prices and then when they announced that they were going to add ads, uh, a lot of people left. Like I did. Right. I was like, um, I'm not paying. Like I literally pay, like I'll go out of my way to pay for services that don't have ads. If you have I, ads, you are cutting out the one thing that made you the most attractive because I don't have cable mm-hmm. TV or satellite or any of those ones that have ads on them. I'm not paying to be advertised at. And like a lot of, I don't think like every company really understands that. Like there was a gaming company, uh, well, it was Capcom, uh, that released a a game that you paid like $60 for. And then it had ads in it for other products. It wasn't like a, oh, a tie-in thing. No, it literally showed you products and was like, buy these things. And it was like, what the hell? Why would I'm like, yeah. I'm not paying for this game. Like what, what kind of strategy is this? Is Netflix still going to be doing that? Cause I don't have ads yet. I don't know. Uh, I like, I know that maybe they just was out like a month or two ago and a lot of people canceled, oh, but okay. I don't know. Wait, do they have what? ads during this? Like, like they interrupt the content. I got on mind ads at the beginning. Hulu does that. Hulu does in between content, but if you don't have the the ad free one, but but, I, but that's like a free version or something, right? You can I assume no. Yeah, oh, I mean, like you could still pay for Hulu. It's a cheaper version. Of yeah, Hulu. it's a cheaper oh. version of Hulu. I so there's a cheaper version with ads and a more expensive version without ads. Without it, yeah. Yes. Yeah, and, but Netflix started off without any ads at all, and they still haven't had it. So I I wonder if they decide if they're still going to do that or if they backed out when they're like we lost so much. But then it hurts too because like once you've lost it, they might not come back even if you decide to not include ads well the thing is though about like you have to look at what happened to radio uh like am fm radio had like kept getting more and more ads like to Mm -hmm. me i'm sort of like that makes your ads less valuable your ad space to your advertisers because there's so many of them but then it got to the point where and then satellite radio comes out and says you can pay for it and it has no ads and everyone was like like and and then cable for radio basically the original exactly exactly so it's like you can't even if your product is free as you said with twitter if they inundated you with ads you would still leave and go find something else (laughs) yeah well i i i don't i haven't watched netflix in a while oh and that's not true we watched stranger things i didn't see any ads in, in yeah no not not so far all right but they did say they yeah. were going to do it and it did tank their uh yeah. subscriptions i think if it happened I think they could get away with it if they said we're going to have a free service that has ads yeah yeah, yeah. I, i'd be okay I, because if they did it where like what i'm paying now and i have to do ads then yeah i would cancel too yeah so yeah. we'll see <laughs> vicious optimist says sunk cost fallacy for 60 alex <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Indeed, indeed. There's also a sunk cost of time, though, like of any Mm. resources you have. Sure. Like you you have to consider all forms of your resources. Um, And like I I feel that way about Star Wars at this point. I'm like, I'm not going to keep throwing my time at Star Wars, whether or not I get it for free. I don't care. I got got to go see uh, the, The Force Awakens for free, and I still felt like I got cheated. (laughs) <laughs> it's time you're not getting back. 
Exactly. <laughs> it's like I gotta watch the which is that one? What? Which is that the latest? No, 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 that no, like- no. That was the that was the first movie of the sequel trilogy. Oh, yeah. oh I can see why you don't. Yeah. yeah, I didn't yeah. watch all the sequel ones, but I can see. <laughs> it is a theft of your time. Um, <laughs> wait, I want to show you guys something. Oh, because uh, I, I just this this kind of crap is still happening. So uh, people are still complaining. I gotta, you'll like it. Oh, he's really building this up. This better be good. I know. <laughs> Suspense is killing me. And also, I'm I'm like a, I'm boomering the screen share right now. Oh my god, JP. <laughs> I oh. found The Force Awakens to be ironically named since it took three times to stay awake for it. Felt similarly with uh, Doctor Strange. I couldn't watch that, Doctor Strange. The recent one? So, yeah. Yeah. New. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe this is the headline. I mean, there was a whole barrage of these in the past, but I thought these had died down because. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Ryan Long even did a video of that over there. Just like. Yeah. But this is July 11th. So this year, this just, this is today. today. Yeah. Carter doesn't right? know what yeah. it is. It's today. The climate anxiety discussion has a whiteness problem. <laughs> Marginalized <laughs> groups often think about the mental impact of their climate crisis in different terms. Is it Meaning white they end up crowded know? out of the conversation. Because more, mostly white people are concerned about the big climate things. That... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so so this person, Sarah Jaquette Ray, has spent her career etching out an academic niche. Here we go. At the intersection of your two favorite things, environmental issues and social justice. So. Wow. An awesome combo for... Uh, Professor Ray, I guess. Um, and so then she, she noticed that this idea, this climate anxiety started to happen. People started to have chronic fear of environmental doom. I like credit. So then she says she realized that basically, I don't want to get all into this, but basically <laughs> it's white people. Quote, white emotions can take up all the oxygen in the room. By the way, that's a fucking superpower. I would like to know how to do that. Uh, So I can just walk into anywhere and emote and suffocate everyone in the room. I think that would be cool. Um, The climate anxiety. Okay. The term climate anxiety itself seemed to mean much more to the white and wealthy experiencing an existential threat for the very first time. So she's (laughs) Ray's work has been quote, really important and provocative for getting the much needed critical questions. I'm like, really, this is, this is what's really important. Um, So anyway, she's talking about, she talks about how I I don't want to go into, I don't want to read anymore, but the, the, the reality here, the reality is that what the term climate anxiety means to white middle-class European might differ completely from what it means to poor farmers in Lagos. Why somebody might say that their experience anxiety is derived from a mishmash of performed notions of what anxiety is, their background, and what words are available to them. Climate anxiety as a term is very privileged, says Ray. Not to mention all the emotions 
that we don't have that we don't even have language for, right? Who uh, ends that? <laughs> Oh, God. Right. That's yeah. She goes on. She basically talks about we, we don't have to read it, but she uh, basically the problem is that uh, white people act like this is the first existential crisis, uh, especially white vegan women. Apparently, she I added that part. Um, <laughs> but they probably can. Yeah. Well, it's the whole uh, Bill Gurr they, thing about they put their Gucci boots over the line and make it about yeah. them. Yeah. And she said, well, marginalized people have ex have experienced existential crises before. This isn't their first. So uh, basically, fuck you, white women, I think, is the summary of her research. The thing that I want to point out about this is not that this exists. Of course, it exists. But I was thinking. I've been thinking a lot about this, this past couple of weeks. I've been thinking about this. The philosophy necessary to support Western civilization is basically done. There's not like a lot of philosophical work. I mean, there's things you can argue about. There's edge cases and weird. Like I actually think abortion is a complex issue because it involves about when rights start and that you can have a whole issue about rights and blah, blah, like, okay, fine. Like there are some edge cases where there's like, you could philosophically argue about some stuff, but for the most part, it's not, this isn't like, we don't have to invent the idea like, Hey, maybe people should have rights. Like, <laughs> You know, like individualism doesn't need to be invented. What we need is the application of it. And we just don't like there's no activists on the side of individual, almost zero. All the activists, all of the and, and especially the bureaucracy, they're all against individual like every it's the enemies of the Enlightenment who are really well organized, motivated to be activists. They take your tax dollars. And they spend it on this kind of stuff, which is what this made me think about. This this woman um, is a professor at I think it was Cal Poly, and I don't know where she got. I don't I, I don't know in her particular case. So I'm going to speak generally. A lot of these people get when when I say these people, I mean <laughs> academics causing problems in ivory towers, right? But did Beverly just whisper women? I said you. <laughs> Women. No. <laughs> no. Academics in Ivory Towers causing problems. A lot of them are getting their funding. The reason that they have jobs is because they can apply for grants, which are often funded through not always, sometimes it's privately funded because you know, Pfizer and like they they do a lot of grants for obviously pharmaceutical research and that kind of stuff. So there is some private industry funding, but for a long time. Um, more than 50, I don't know if it's still more than 50%, um, cause I think it might've dropped based on, uh, pharmaceutical research and stuff like that. But for the humanities, a large, large percentage, probably more than 50% comes from the federal government. These are people who they, they, she gets her PhD and some God awful thing like destruction of Western civilization. That's her PhD. That's her thesis, how to destroy the West and kill everyone. Okay. So she does that. She gets she she defends her dissertation. Her professors are like, "Yay, we hate white men too." And the West is awesome. The West is horrible. Let's kill it. So, okay, so they they decide they're going to kill the West. Now, who wants to pay her to to sit around and pontificate about crap? Who wants to pay her to sit around and like think about the intersection of climate and social justice and the concept of climate anxiety and whether it's a whiteness problem? No one who actually like wants a return on their money like 
No one wants like who the fuck would pay for that? No one would pay for that. But the swamp will. The bureaucrats in Washington will. And they're paying for it with your tax dollars. So she gets good at writing grant proposals. She writes grant proposals to these stupid agencies you've probably never heard of who have all these stupid programs. Your hard-earned cash, if you're if you're a mechanic and you go and you're working 10, 12 hours a day and you're under a car with a wrench, working your ass off, getting greasy, like actually fixing things, doing something real, your paycheck gets stolen half your roughly half your paycheck or let's say 30 to 50 percent of your paycheck gets stolen some of that goes to the federal government some of that goes to california or where you wherever you live and then that gets divvied up and it gets and and part of who gets it is this bitch (laughs) right she she writes a grant saying i want to study this crap and like it goes to her and i'm not saying that grants are a large percentage of the u.s budget they're not but they, the U.S. budget is a large percentage of grant money. A lot of this crap is paid for by you. You are paying for it. Whether you hate it or not, it's paid for by you. This, I don't think you would have the prolific output from gender studies departments and all this other crap if it wasn't for you, the taxpayer, footing the bill. You're paying because no one wants to pay. No one in the real world wants to pay for this because it's useless. And now they're they're paying to have their own propaganda pushed so that people actually are starting to think they need it. You've got ESG scores and stuff where it's like, oh, well, maybe maybe we need this stuff. But you didn't in the past. And the only reason you ever needed it in the first place is because some some swamp rat decided to fund fund the research. I think so, Johnny Boy Quidraw makes a good point, though, is that because uh, he brought up all the places that would pay for it would be media. And the reason why media would pay for it is because they did research and found that things like racism and sexism got them a lot of views. So like it is profitable for them to produce, get stuff that basically teaches everyone that everything is racist and everything is sexist. I I agree with that, but I think that they are downstream of the ivory towers who invented these concepts in the first place. And let's be honest, CNN is broke. I mean, like, yeah, these people are mainstream media companies, but like they suck. They don't make any money. No one watches CNN. I mean, unless you're sitting in an airport, no one watches it. I mean, I put it on for fun. Yeah, that's what I was like, wondering. Why did you watch it? You mentioned because because it's it's uh, actually L got me into watching MSNBC and CNN once in a while for like, oh, what are the crazy people talking about? Like, oh, <laughs> on and like you can kind of pay attention, but um, like the only I don't think. Did? Yeah, I don't think their businesses would last. Um, and speaking of ESG, oh, I'm going to throw this out here too because I learned this. Ammo is ridiculously expensive, as a lot of you who shoot know. Um, and so I started to look into why. And uh, one of the reasons is the materials are expensive. Um, you know, copper is used in a lot of things. There's the COVID supply chain issues, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, people purchased a lot more firearms recently. So, you know, that translates into more ammo. Um, there aren't a lot of companies who make primers, um, which is a big deal, but the really interesting thing is there are two companies in the U S two who make ammo. That's it. Olin and Vista outdoor. 
And all the brands here, I'll pull up Vista out. I'll just pull up their brand list. Like when you you're buying like CCI and you think you're buying some different. I think I think Olin makes Remington and Vista Outdoor makes like almost everything else. That uh, that's a generalization. Here, Vista Outdoor's brands. Oh no, Vista Outdoor does Remington, Federal. Yeah, there you go. Um Hops. That's that's they don't make ammo. Okay, so this is Vista Outdoor. And let's go to uh what is it? Owen? Here, hold on. Let me let me find it. Boom. Owen. Winchester. Yeah, they have that's right. They have Winchester. So Olin makes Olin has Winchester, right? And and Vista Outdoor has is one of I think CCI is in, I saw CCI somewhere. There it is. CCI, Spear, Federal, right? This is all two companies. That's it. There's two companies that make all the ammo. Two. Wow. Okay. I wasn't aware that they had like the big. And oh, and the other thing I wanted to say is. Uh, wait, we should pull this back up. Investors. Go to investors. Hey, look what's on the front page of Vista's investors page. ESG. Here's our ESG stuff. These are your enemies. Your enemies are making your ammo. Now, I read their ESG stuff. They're trying to, like, play lip service a lot more than Amazon would. So maybe they feel compelled. But still, like, it has infiltrated. I can't think of a more anti-woke industry than guns and shooting. It's yeah. infiltrated. These guys, uh, Olin doesn't. <laughs> I looked at their investor relations. They don't have, like. I didn't see a lot of ESG. I didn't see ESG stuff, and maybe it's buried somewhere, but it's certainly not on their front page. Oh, here it is. What is? Oh, oh no, here. environmental safety and security—that's different than <laughs> governance. Security. So like, okay. <laughs> yeah, they're they're a little bit different, right? But uh, but Vista Outdoor—they got what, it right here. Here's our what ESG Olin, stuff. Olin was Winchester. Huh? Oh, Olin is the parent of Winchester. Was that right? Yeah, Olin okay. makes Winchester, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I keep forgetting. Vista is. Yeah, Olin does Winchester oh, and Vista does all that other. <laughs> like Federal, CCI, uh, Remington. That's all. That's all Vista. Hmm. And they're all ESG'd up. They're jacked up on ESG. Makes wow. me want to start an ammo company, but I don't think I can do that in <laughs> California. Probably not. Get out of there. Well, that's disappointing. Also, ESG, I always think of MSG first, so I have to stop and remember what ESG stands for. <laughs> it's like MSG, but it's more upsetting to the stomach. But you I always sure you had a 98 out of 100 ESG score before they uh, <laughs> Yeah. Before or after the the pool Bef party insurrection? Before the pool party. Okay. 
Um, wait, there was a there's a super chat. Yes, there is. Someone says just another reason to come to Texas. I gotta tell you, uh, I don't know if I want to say where I was. There are freer states than Texas. (laughs) Let me tell you. Uh, All right, hold on. Where's that? Where's the one that was just up? There we go. What is your opinion on Malthusianism as opposed to Marxism? I don't know that they're opposed necessarily. Being a primary driver for West for the Western elite. Oh, I see. what they're uh, along with the obvious motivation of increasing their wealth, power, and control. Um, I've said many times that I believe they're they follow Malthusian ideas that they believe it's true, which it's it was stupid when he wrote it. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I'm gonna side with Alex on this. I think it's probably more Malthusian because I don't think they actually want Marxism. Just like the Chinese aren't actually communists. What they want is um, what they want is administrative state that they are part. Of. They want they want to re- I in fact I did I talked about this in a dangerous thoughts maybe before I left I don't remember but um, I definitely before I left I don't remember how far. They want the thir- the three estates back kind of from the like the if you look at France before the French Revolution right they want they want the nobility class back. That helps to manage the, the the unwashed masses of the third estate. That's what they want, and they want to be part of that class. So, um, if they think Marxist language will get the political result they want, they'll use Marxist language. But I think ultimately they're they're motivated by. Um, I think they're probably convinced of a, maybe a Malthusian, probably not. 100% Malthusianism, but like, oh, I think that it has an influence on them and they want to be in charge of resource allocation. I mean, look, at the end of the day, all these people, especially the uh, the engineering types, they view everything like a system, which is fine. Syst- like system building and viewing things like a system is great when you're building systems. Um, but when you're talking about people, you need to let go and give them the freedom and independence to, to have the chaos that naturally will arise into some sort of order, but that you don't control. You can't, you, like, morals come into play when you're building a system of people. You can't do that, right? But a lot of these people, they don't see a distinction between system building with flip-flops and I'm not, no one will, that goes over the head of everyone. System building with electronics and system building with human beings, right? Because in one case, individual rights are involved in the other case or not. But for them, they look at this, they look at the world as this system and they want to be part of the team that gets to design how the system runs most efficiently. Right. And moral people don't want to be a part of that. Moral people want to go, leave us the F alone. Let people voluntarily figure out their interactions and the, the, quote, system, if there is one, is an emergent property of voluntary cooperation among disparate groups. That's what happens. People and disparate individuals, like people voluntary, voluntarily cooperate. They form alliances or not. They form coalitions or not. They they interact with who they want to. They have voluntary association and something emerges from that chaos, something that works. That's how you get like the supply chain, the the, the supply chain stuff. Those supply chains didn't emerge because you know, Joe Biden sat down and figured out the best way to get, you know, 
sand from one place into your iPhone in the form of silicon that's been refined and and stamped into or you know etched into a chip on the like that's not how that worked. That happened voluntarily and naturally. Now you can say, well, look at the supply chain died with Koof, but like let's put that aside because clearly the government was involved in both regulation of the supply chain once it was built and they're responsible for the reactions to the coof. So, but the supply chain is an emergent property. Like they didn't have to, Dell was a big uh, leader in figuring out how to do just-in-time manufacturing. Like people invented stuff or just-in-time supply. Like people invented ways to do supply chains more efficiently over time. So that's, that's an emergent property of letting, like leaving people alone. In fact, the tech industry for the past, I mean, maybe less so recently, but in the past, it's a great example of how when everyone says like, oh, what would happen if the government didn't design roads and blah, 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 blah. like iPhones happen. Like <laughs> you want to look at what the free market does when it's left alone. Tech was largely unregulated for a long, I mean, not completely, but way less regulated than the finance industry or anyone else. They were pretty unregulated and they had an explosion, an explosion of productivity over the past several decades. That's what happens when you leave them alone. They figure out how to do shit that people want. I think it's really important to remember when that Soviet um, official came over and they took him to a grocery store and he's all like, what are popsicles and how is this centrally planned? And they're like, it's not centrally planned. People did this on their own. And it was just (laughs) a wake up call for him to go, oh my God, central planning doesn't work. Our system doesn't work. Because centralized planning, which is what a lot of people are supporting right now, they're like, oh, we need the federal government to tell us what to do. We need the globalists to tell us what to do. And it's like, we already know that doesn't work because the Soviets tried it. But it works (laughs) for them. And it works for the people in charge for a while. Like, if you're Khrushchev, it works fine. (laughs) Yeah. Right? (laughs) Yeah. So, and if you're in the Chinese Communist Party right now, if you're if you're in if you're in the uh, they don't call it a Politburo, I forget what they call it, whatever. If you're if you're in the little inner circle, it's working great for you. It's working beautifully. You don't have a problem getting anything you want, doing anything you want, going anywhere you want. Oh yeah, sure. You know, there's some slaves in some spots, and some people are dying and getting arrested and disappeared and there's other problems but you're fine right all you have to do is bring powerpoint charts to the next meeting about how you're going to fix whatever problem over here and make it more efficient like you know you're fine and that's what they want to do that's the administrative state well i think uh, i i this does sound weird but the idea of centralized control when it comes to force and self-defense of individuals is also not working Considering you look at some of these cities that have highly restrictive gun laws, people are dying. Uh, They're getting shot all the time in Chicago. Jose Alba's been arrested and charged with murder for defending himself, Uh, even though... Wait, I don't know this. Tell me about this one. Yeah. Okay, so uh, a bodega owner in uh, New York City uh, was being attacked by two people, much younger than him. He's, he's, He's kind of elderly kind of guy. They had him trapped. The woman stabbed him. He managed to get the upper hand at one point against the guy and stabbed him, and he died. And so they're charging him with murder. They didn't charge her with assault or robbery. Um, or attempted murder. Yeah, yeah, 
Exactly. And uh, and so he's in Rikers, but uh, she gets to walk free. So it's like the problem is the real problem here is that they're not OK with the idea of you defending yourself. No, no, no. no. That means, yeah. again, centralized control. You should have had the cops do it only. And it's like this is just this this kind of taking away of like little like from every corner of individual's ability to do anything is insane without the the centralized force telling you you can do it that's not it's not good it's it's effect is death and famine that's its effect yeah and and that's why the analogy of like this being a tax farm i think is appropriate because you're a farm animal and like if you imagine like well if we let the farm animals like if we give them a means if we let them defend themselves we don't have control but like if one farm animal goes bad and eats another one or kills another one, like, eh, they're fungible. Like, I don't care if the bodega owner dies. That's, that's, I do, but like, that's their mentality. Like, well, mm-hmm. that's a bodega. Like, eh, he's fungible with other people. And like, we'll just get the, then they would have probably charged had he been killed by the, the woman or the guy. They'd have charged that person with murder and like, and, and but they that would, would not have, been... have held them in Rikers. They would have re- immediately released them. Probably, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. right? Yeah. But but he, yeah. That was, so I, that was the other thing I noticed over Independence Day. There was this horrific, wasn't there a shooting in Chicago, yeah. like outside mm-hmm. of Chicago on the 4th of July? Yes. Yeah. And all I heard was this, this, this shooting. And all I could think of, I didn't hear the details. So I don't know how, how many people, do you guys know how many people were killed? Oh, I forget the number. Uh, Is it 11? The, yeah, it was in the above 10. Okay. So I'm like, all right, this, this is bad. But it immediately made me think of this. If you go to this site, this site's called Hey Jackass. It's a great site. They just track <laughs> Chicago death, like murder, right? And ho- homicides. Chicago is a cesspool of homicide. It's that is a drop in the bucket from what happens to like Chicago. It happens in Chicago all the time. In in here, here's the oh, and it was six dead and 31 injured. Sorry, okay. Summer of joy from May 27th. Oh, I don't know what that was a year to date. There's been 321 people shot and killed in Chicago and 351 total homicides already, uh, in Chicago, like. Yeah, I had a coworker who was Chicago's a mess. Mugged by gunpoint twice in Chicago. Yeah. Some yeah. Fox correspondent's younger brother was killed. Oh really? Oh, really? oh yeah, he was shot. Yeah. And uh, I mean it's, it's Who is this? I don't remember his name. Um cuz I don't watch the news purposely. Um <laughs> And I try not to remember these idiots' names. I like I really don't want to give them that kind of resource. <laughs> oh yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> They're not people. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's the thing. It's like I it's not that I don't feel bad for the people that are that have been murdered and on the Independence Day parade. Absolutely. But the news suddenly is talking about a suburb of Chicago when like they don't they don't talk about Chicago. Yeah, I'm sure that there were about way the more people that killed Chicago. that day and that same day. Yeah, yeah. And then- Greg, Greg the baritone in chat says, the news I saw said seven deaths in Highland Park, far more other homicides the same weekend. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like- I, I, someone was trying to say that when, when the May carry, shall carry thing was going on, 
with SCOTUS that um, may carry, um, may issue states were actually less like, oh, we, we make the claim, the other side makes the claim, us, uh, that violence is, da is uh, down in places that have freer gun laws. Okay. okay. And he's, and he's all like, but uh, may issue uh, states have less gun homicides. And I was like, excuse me, you just put a limit on that that was not in the original claim. Like, okay, tell me about actual violence. And then he goes, well, some people are saying that it's not enough that I'm saying, you know, firearms. So here's the other thing is homicides. And I was like, no, 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 no. You said violence. You said it was violence. So tell right. me about all violent crime. And <laughs> because that data does not support you. And that's why he won't show it. And yeah. that, that kind of like finesse of the argument always like drives me crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, because and they, they don't mind victims. They're willing to take victims, you know, they're willing to have victims as long as you don't have guns. Yeah. Right. So. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Speaking of Arizona, by the way, uh, I just saw they, this is what I saw. And then you can tell me if it's wrong, Alex. Did they ban the filming of police at close range? Yeah, um, some of the police were being followed to actual crime sites, like as they were ongoing and stuff. And it was becoming kind of a problem where it was like a situation oh. where like they these people were like getting in the way and or like endangering themselves. So that's what it's about. Like, I don't necessarily though. like and like to me, I'm sort of like just arrest them for like for, uh, obstruction of justice. If they're interfering. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm like, that and is they're just endangering themselves. I kind of feel like, okay, okay. like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right, if they get hurt, <laughs> then, then at I least, know. at least put it on that. Like, it's not the cops' fault if they were the ones putting themselves in danger there. Yeah. yeah. So you can, if, I can you're, see... if you're back, if you're like, you know, not too close to them, like, as in not obstructing justice, you could still film. That's not, they didn't change that. But, um, I think, like, if you're within eight feet and you're part of the situation already, like, you're, like, they're at your door, I think you should still be allowed to film them. Like, right. I think yeah, that's yeah, a problem. Yeah. Uh, and so, to me, I'm kind of like, eh, about that news. But when it comes to, like, Arizona Are they not? News, is that what the new law is, then? Is that people even I've not actually school? read it. So, okay. I'm not, like, I was more focused on the Arizona School Choice um, voucher pro expansion uh, recently when when I was looking at the Arizona News, which hmm. is kind of hilarious to hear, like, teachers' unions and teachers, like, complaining about it. I'm like, shut up. Like, <laughs> like we already had a really good school choice voucher program here. Uh, I gave, I give my state taxes to it every year. Um, so I, right. and you guys know, I don't have kids. Um, right. but, <laughs> uh, so like to me, when they expanded it, I, I was like, yes, good, do more. Uh, and they're also like limiting government oversight in involved in those vouchers, which is the other really good news about that. Okay. Hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think the idea of if you're not involved in this situation, staying away, staying eight feet away is like kind of common sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone has you're not that. involved. Stay like, don't get in arm's reach of the cop. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. 
they don't, I, I get they don't want like a crowd of people like around the cops during an active situation. Like that's probably like right. worrisome. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they have enough to focus on whatever the crime is, too. So then it's more distractions. So I get that. Um, So someone is saying that we missed a big story. Oh, yeah. Uh, Johnny Boy Quickdraw says, you've missed one of the really big recent stories. Where did it go? Stop touching stuff. (laughs) Oh, I see. I shouldn't be the one putting it on screen. I'm going to get it. Yeah. You've missed one of the really big, this is from Johnny by Quick Draw. You've missed one of the really big recent stories. The Georgia Guidestones were blowed the F up. Lizard people everywhere on high alert. What are the Georgia Guidestones? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're the kind of like, they're just like weird stones. They're kind of like a Georgia little Stonehenge thing, a Stonehenge. And Wasn't got- it like a come here if the apocalypse happens? I didn't. Stop. I never read what it said. Probably, <laughs> I would not be surprised. But yeah, and then someone blew up at least part of it. And then they Wikipedia it. says that they existed from 1980, so they're not old. No, 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 no. It's just someone doing stupid stuff. Okay. <laughs> do do uh, they have a particular meaning? Am I missing something? Is there like a? I think it. I think it was like a come here like unite here if something horrible happens kind of thing I oh, just I like a meetup right. spot for no. yeah <laughs> so the zombie apocalypse you go to the guidestones with your ammo and shotgun yeah so that oh, like like-minded people can protect each other and stuff um okay. you think it'd yeah. be like a more defensive uh, construction though i guess or <laughs> if something's going down like something that would seem safer Oh, here, wait. The Guidestones, this is according to Wikipedia, the Guidestones became a subject of interest for conspiracy theorists. Wired stated that the unspecified opponents have labeled them the, quote, Ten Commandments of the Antichrist. Some conservative Christians have called the monument satanic. (laughs) Right-wing activist Mark Dice, is he right-wing, I guess, demanded that the Guidestones should be, quote, smashed into a million pieces, and then the rubble should be used for a construction project claiming that the Guidestones are of a deep satanic origin. Mm, deep from the... And the R.C. Maybe? Christian, I guess the creator, belongs to a, quote, Luciferian secret society related to the New World Order. <laughs> so they're like the original Pizzagate. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> oh, Rip Rascal says they say to keep the population under 500 million. Well... It's a little late. Oh, it's late. Yeah. Even but 1980 was were... a little bit late for that, but okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, someone huh. mentioned the Macy Gray thing. So, like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So after Roe v. Wade fell and everything, Macy Gray and um, Bette Midler were going on about how rape and uh, abortion rights only like affect women and everything, and then. And, and they were called TERFs because they were they recognizing... They didn't say pregnant people. Yes, exactly. They were recognizing <laughs> biological essentialism. And that bothered a lot of people. And uh, Macy Gray folded. <laughs> she folded hard. And um, uh, Matt Walsh, like, called her coward. And uh, J.K. Rowling, like, had a fight with Matt Walsh about it. And it's like, oh, it's all a Twitter, like, BS oh kind of, like... Yeah. You know, celebrities are fighting. And <laughs> the funny thing is, though, is that, like, 
I think it was today it came out that Helen Joyce said that Matt Walsh, uh, like, is the reason why girls are cutting their tits off, essentially. Like, she's, and, like, his conservative messaging is why girls are going trans. And I was like, no! What are they talking about? Well, she was kind of saying, so what she was saying is, like, there's one ideology that's telling women, that girls, that they can't do anything but make, like, Matt Walsh a sandwich and get him to open jars for them. And the other ideology is saying they have an infinite possibilities as long as they cut off their tits and use testosterone. And I was like, okay, Matt Walsh's messaging is not, or anyone like him. Uh, is not what's making girls trans, okay? <laughs> is that and even is that an accurate representation of his messaging in the first place? No, it is not. Because <laughs> part of me was like, first of all, the jar and the sandwich thing is a joke. Can you, okay. you know, <laughs> pull the stick out of your ass and laugh? Yep. <laughs> Which, uh, like, it drove me crazy that that was the take. And then also, if you want to go between those two possibilities, I would definitely rather make a man a sandwich and cut my tits off. (laughs) I'm making the damn sandwich, okay? (laughs) It's like no one was aware that the 80s and 90s existed when like like girls could be tomboys and no one gave a crap. I know. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, Johnny Boy Crick Draw says birthing persons and I just want to point out they're not birthing persons, Johnny Boy, because they're not birthing. They're just pregnant persons. They're not birthing persons. I'm okay that they are not birthing, though. They probably don't yeah. need those genes. <laughs> well, I hope we don't get banned. <laughs> but the, I saw I saw it with the Macy Gray and stuff because they were trending on Twitter, and I was just like, "Oh, she's still alive." And then I had to remember, like, what I was like, "What was that she's popular that song that I knew?" No, but she I just haven't heard like thought about her in years. So then I had to look up, and you I'm like, "Oh yeah, the song was like every other." Yeah, and I saw the <laughs> song with "I Try," and like, "Oh yeah, that song." And I couldn't remember how it goes. I looked it up, and then it's been stuck in my head all day. So, thanks a lot, I Matt actually, Walsh. Yeah, <laughs> I actually agree with Matt Walsh that people who cave to that shit are cowards. Like, yeah. I, and we should call them out as cowards. Like. And that's not something I believe because Matt Walsh said it. I already believed that. I'm like, you have to make him a sandwich. You, guys cave, right. you make it harder for the rest of us. Stop it. So why was JK Rowling? Because she, she didn't cave, I assume, right? Why did, Why no, was she, she arguing? She's mad at Matt Macy. Walsh for getting mad at Macy Gray as a man. But like, she liked his documentary, right? I yeah, they, she did. I thought they were they, they, good They like, chilled out after a couple of tweets to stop fighting oh, okay. each other, like, <laughs> because they gave ground to each other. But, like, at first... I, they were this like, sounds like junior high school to me. I know! It's so gossipy bullshit. <laughs> In the meanwhile, gas prices are still pretty high. Uh, consumer price index is pretty mm-hmm. high. I think it's coming out. The new one's coming out soon. Uh, I, economy's in the tank. But hey, let's argue on Twitter over who's a turf. I also who's a coward. So saw a thing. What is it? The uh, did you guys hear about the like everyone was talking about the ten year old girl crossing state lines for an abortion, oh, yeah. and then even Biden was saying that, and now the validity of it is coming into question. Megan I heard Fox, Megan Fox actually was it. doing the investigation mm-hmm. and like figured out that that's yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll see if she can come on next week. We'll ask her about it. But yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Uh, there's no, there's no real source for it. There's only one source, and you can't like 
back it up anyway. Like, it was just the one doctor. It was the one woman who does abortions, and she told that she's like, "This happened," but they also yeah. make such a big deal over having like this ten-year-old child who was who was raped, uh, had all this trauma from the pregnancy and the rape, and they had to cross state lines, and they were like making a big deal about the state line crossing part. Like that's what, <laughs> and I'm like, I, if you had all this dr- trauma the state line crossing is not your biggest problem. Like if this story were true, that like there's a lot of other issues going on there and you're not the one like doing the travel, like the driving or whatever. You probably had an adult with you to take you across. And it was from like Ohio <laughs> to Indiana. It was not like a, it was just the one state. So I just, I didn't understand why they had to make such a big deal about the, the traveling part over the entire story. Well, that's their, that's their big thing. It's like, right. you might have to cross state lines and that's a big, yeah. it's like, well, but that, I mean, but just like logically, I'm like, I just don't understand. Like, you're, I'm supposed to care about this though. Like, if this happened, why are we not upset that this girl, ten year old girl, is just pregnant? Like, let's talk about that. And which is what like Megan was. Well, and where's the criminal about, charge? Yeah. Because clearly exactly, that there wasn't like, something illegal. Yeah, happened. yeah. So. I just watched. Wait, is what's his name's? Uh, I'm. I actually brought him up in our in our private chat. But uh, Sticks Hexenhammer six 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 was like, where's the criminal charges? Like he came out with a video about mm-hmm. that today. He's like, where are the criminal charges? It's like if it's it's real, there'd be a case. Someone be arrested, and it's like, and if yeah, there's not a case, that's a problem. That's the real problem. <laughs> if yeah, if it's real and no one pressed charges, why the fuck not? Yeah. <laughs> I've yeah. got a palate cleanser here. If we want. Okay, please. Yeah. <laughs> Got caught just now. Oh. It's just a baby uh. bunny. <laughs> Who got caught yesterday? You're the same one. It's so stupid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so stupid. Right, that's a palate cleanser. Uh, they kind of act like crossing state lines is like crossing the Mexico US border. But it's so hard. <laughs> you realize that to cross state lines, you have to not notice that you've crossed state lines. Like that's you see like, a sign on the freeway, and you're like, "Where are we? Oh, did we? Oops, that's how you cross mm-hmm. state lines." Yep. Yeah, like I'd understand a little bit more if if it were more difficult to go from state to state, but we're not there yet. So <laughs> sometimes they're just like, "Oh, we are, I'm in Ohio now. Cool. Well, not cool. Well, and I think that's one of the that like is, I'll say legitimately in quotes, but like that's. That is regulated by the federal government. Like you can't have like interstate commerce. It's like, yeah, you need to be able to cross state lines. That's a thing. So. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, aren't they kind of going for that in the European Union? And they keep going about like how they keep comparing borders in Europe to borders in between the U.S. and Mexico. And it's like, yeah, but you guys are more like us now and that you're like unifying so that you don't have to worry quite so much about that kind of stuff. But I bet you would still care about like a border with Russia. Like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, the better if you're gonna make that analogy, then the the EU is analogous to the United States. Each is its own independent state, and there's a another government layer on top of that, which manages the interactions between them and whatever i mean does more than it's supposed to but like that's mm-hmm. the that's the analogy not like these people man they they they're fine with as many layers of government as possible unfortunately 
Uh, and I, the problem is the more complicated you make this, the harder it is for anyone to live their lives. Uh, it's like, oh, I don't, th this is legal in this state, but it's actually illegal on the federal level. And, oh, it's actually also legal in my county. Like, oh, would my state mus municipality come after me? Like, what? Right. This is so annoying. Like, <laughs> right. What it ways. should be is, it should be like, the federal government shouldn't be involved in that, right? So it's like, okay, well, it's legal in my state or it's not legal in my state. And I guess you could have rules that are county-based, but um, that's up to your state. Speaking of county so. and state stuff, someone, I think it was Greg the Bear Turn was asking earlier in chat about, uh, I think when you said Texas, there are fewer states in Texas. So he was asking like which ones like Florida, Montana, Wyoming. Um, do you have? Oh, I mean, most states, are, I mean, sure. <laughs> that's what yeah, that's what he was at. And I'd say Wyoming, too, Nevada, Montana, Florida, like plenty of states are freer than Texas. We this is free in, my in many big ways. Are yeah. people who move like the the people you don't want who are moving to the cities and the states? That was my concern with you know I was talking to you about that before when I even sure. moved back to Pennsylvania. But ultimately, I still went with the can I be in a local area? Like, is my area going to to not because the, will they ignore a lot of state stuff too? Which this area did even when we had mandates and stuff. Like, no one really cared about it. We didn't have anyone like trying to stop. Uh, people from living their lives or like running restaurants and all that. So I, cause that's why I was like, any state could potentially fall if like the cities get overrun with the, you know, the worst. People. Yeah. That's why I'm starting to lean towards states like Wyoming, which are like, no one wants to live there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. Like it's too harsh for leftists. Right. No. Yeah. I, it's like cold I mean, and like <laughs> difficult to live in the winter. Like they don't, they don't want that. I just want to live so, in a desert, like, and I'm having a hard time picking, like, ugh. like I know Florida and New Hampshire would be probably a good place civically, but I'm like, I still want to live in the desert. Like, I, just, I don't want to. Leave well, the I desert. Don't yeah. want that. I like it. Okay. <laughs> Weird thing for me to like comprehend is <laughs> everyone has their own thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm like just trying to understand why. Weather, I hate you know. blizzards for one thing. Okay, no, no, no. Being it's against small. snow, oh, I, I do get that. Yeah. 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 Florida would not be good for you. Um, yeah. You know, I wanted, and I was, as Greg the Baritone points out, the problem of finding a free state where you can also find a decent job. Yeah. yeah. And so that's why I'm a big fan of alternate economies, right? Uh, and And starting to, you know... I think we all, I think if we're liberty minded, people need to start figuring out how to start companies and like do their own. Like, we need to start having alternate, an alternate economy, right? Because ultimately, this ESG thing's not going to go away. Uh, it's going to get worse and worse and worse. Um, we will have, you know, more and more of the progressive ideology um, enforced in like a soft enforcement through, um, through companies. And so, yeah, I think we need to. I think we need to start building alternate economies. And you know, you can work from home in many jobs. It depends what you do, right? So, right, yeah, you know. there are remote jobs out there. Not for everyone, but they're out there too. If you can do it, even I if you're if it's not a remote job, if it's like physical labor, there are most places. Like you have to show up. That like that mm -hmm. that kind of stuff is needed other places and. You know, you can 
Very needed. If you want a free state, it's probably good for business. Like it's probably a pro-business state. So it's probably pretty easy to start a business and probably low taxes if you're finding a state that's pretty free. So, you know. Rib Rascal oh. says, I need an ocean close by. I love oceans too. too. But, uh, Air one. you know, the question is like, do I need an ocean more than freedom? And I think the answer is no. Uh, I mean, but if you're on the ocean, you know, being a pirate, that's pretty free out in the open yeah. sea. So you got that. Yeah. Also, yeah. Alex. Isn't, isn't Greg the baritone, he's got, he's got his list of like whining problems. I mean, I'm picking on you, Greg, because I like you're on Lack of high-speed internet. Lack of high-speed no. internet. Yeah, there's a bunch of problems. Yeah, sure. You solve the problems. Like one it's by bad, one. But I'm making it work, uh, sort of. So Starlink's actually pretty good, by the way. No, I'm um, not here yet. My buddy had Star link in the middle of nowhere and it, like it was pretty good um i've heard so. i've heard if you can actually get it then it can be pretty great a lot but i think they prioritize places that are less populated because they can't get internet elsewhere not in a populated yeah, area sure, that's what but. i thought but then they from what i've seen in pa they're in like more town areas that can already get internet yet i'm out here in the country and we still don't have it so i don't know if i believe that because they're like putting it in certain spots but i would think so I don't know, but look, if you had a bunch of people that were all moving, you could go in on something. It can't. I mean, seriously, I, I know this sounds hyperbolic, but it's not that expensive to put a satellite up. So, if you had a community of people that all wanted internet, you just pull your resources and put a satellite up. You could probably pay Elon to be like, "I want one of the satellites." <laughs> this is for us. Like, okay, <laughs> so, someone's got to invent. If it if it doesn't already exist as a product, someone will have like private like oh this is our this is it's like a it's hoa satellite like oh this is ours I'm like okay that's fine that'll happen well, so like a, a, the community resource sort of like a you know hoas maybe have pools but now like maybe instead starting right. you've got a satellite like okay i don't know how many it, it's really not that ex i mean it's not you know you're probably not going to do it yourself but it's it's really not that expensive to put them up so I would be so willing to do so if, if they let it happen. Because I tried mm -hmm. doing that with cable internet. I was like, and it called and asked, can we, pay, can I pay for this? To do? And they said no, for whatever reason. <laughs> just, you know, even if they don't have to pay for it. Well, but. look, I know, I know, a, I know a freedom oriented dude who uh, is not Elon Musk, who does like space stuff. So like someone will come along. Like if that, if there's a demand for that, like, that can totally be, we don't have to limit ourselves. It's like, well, we can't have this because we need the rest of the world to do it. Like, yeah, we can. There's plenty of smart freedom oriented people. Sure, we can. We can build a satellite. Like, I can't personally build a rocket ship and a satellite, but like, we can as a community. Like, sure. Mm -hmm. That's not an unsolvable problem. Um, uh, I was trying to say earlier too, Alex, that isn't Antarctica known as the largest desert? So you can get the, you get what you want in your you desert go. and then you hate blizzards. So it's just, you can balance it out by living down there. I'm pretty sure I would die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people would not make it down there. <laughs> no. All right. Look, we've been going for almost two hours. We should probably okay. wrap up the show, right? Yeah, um, I think we've got everything that I had found. The only other thing was, was just Canada. Ask, is there anything else that we need to? It's small, like not that big of a deal, but I just heard that like Canada's internet and cell service went down over the weekend for like just a the lot of like, everything. Country? 
a, a lot of the companies though. So not, not everyone, but it seemed like a majority or something went down for like 12 plus hours. I'm not sure exactly what happened with it. I was just told by some Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> some Canadians. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you both for filling me in on the last two weeks. Um, yeah, I don't know. Nothing really changed that much. Just more craziness. Yeah. What are you guys talking about on Thursday? Tell everyone what you're talking about on Thursday. Uh, we have to go watch. I still have to see the new Thor. So we're doing that. Which I don't I have seen. Oh, you have seen it? Okay. So yeah, that's the main one. I don't think we've decided exactly what the other stuff <laughs> will be yet. Maybe that comedian that bought back his own special. Oh, which which comedian is that? I don't remember his name. Find uh, out. Not Tyler Fisher. You put it in the in the. <laughs> did I? I don't yeah, remember. You did. I already knew about it, but you put it oh. in there. Like maybe we'll talk about this. <laughs> I don't so something about a comedian that I apparently did. I I remember the Paul Rudd thing, so we'll talk about that later. But <laughs> um, right. yeah, New well, Thor. Something about a comedian. That's Thursday at four p.m. Pacific, right? Yes, sir. Yes. All right. All right. And Wednesday, uh, I think I have Stephen Hicks on for Dangerous Thoughts, so join me for that. Uh, any other announcements we need that I'm, I should say? No. Get involved uh, in the book club. Please Read like, Fossil share, and subscribe and get involved <laughs> in the book club. Yes. Oh, book club. Yeah. We'll, we'll announce that later after we talk about it. Um, <laughs> the date, after we least. schedule it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Later, everyone. Uh, Beverly, are you rolling the credits? You roll yes. the credits. Bye, Stop everyone. Stop touching things. Bye. <laughs>
computer voice Curtis. Never mind, that last line is fake news. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake.